Hey, Leo all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, well welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Uh, tonight it's metastasis news, or metastasis, breaking bad, language learning, rewatch, uh, sleep podcast. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what are we going to do? Well, we're going to watch, uh, I'm going to talk about metastasis, the Colombian version of breaking bad Spanish language. I'm going to run through what happened, and then I'm going to watch it again and see if I could learn any Spanish words. I don't speak much Spanish. Then I'm going to watch the same episode on Breaking Bad. Say, geez, what, okay, well, there here's some differences. And then I'm going to try to learn a little more Spanish. We'll talk about some stuff that maybe happened or I was curious about. Uh, but all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play now. I'm going to do the rest, which is, you know, talking about that stuff. But basically what I'm going to try to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain, whatever's got you tossing and turning. Whatever it is, I'm going to, I'm going to try to give you a distraction from that. I'm going to reach my hand across the deep, dark night. And I'm going to say, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm going to try to help you fall asleep, I'm going to talk some nonsense, I'm going to talk in circles, I'm going to talk in, you know, pointless meanders, Uh, go down streets and say streets with no name, streets with no purpose. But basically what I'm going to try to do is take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake at night. I'm your boyfriend, so the deal is, I'm going to come over and I'm going to talk about this stuff virtually. You know, you don't even have to host me. You don't have to hire me. I'm I'm on call via podcast. Uh, new episodes three three nights a week. To, to you know, metastasis news on Sundays and to other type episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, but basically, I'm, I'm going to have the podcast up. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to you know, virtually come by. I'm going to fix myself some tea. I'm going to say, would you like some tea? How do you take your tea? Did you know that tea was once called uh, something else? Uh, and you'll say, geez, that doesn't sound like a fact. It sounds like you're trying to think of something to make up. It was once called two. And they would say, would you tea two for tea instead of tea for two? And then you say, well, he's trying to, is he trying to make me laugh or is he serious about the, these uh, misstated facts he's misstating? And then, you, you know, we'll have, we have a kind of, I say, well, you go ahead and lie down, close your eyes. I'm going to keep going on about the, they say, why do they call it a tea party where no one seemed too happy? You know, or were they happy in the, just the history books that are, because the people in the history books didn't seem happy when they were at this supposed tea party. And I would say the present day Tea Party, they said, well, that was like four or five years ago. But they, 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 I never saw a lot of smiles at those tea, tea persons, teed off, but not a Tea Party. And then you say, say, hey, could you stay out of the politics? I was okay. Well, let's say, is it political? It's Tea Party. I don't know. But I'm your boyfriend. I'm going to take that tone, and, and you, you say you just got to listen. You listen to me. Ideally, I'll take your mind off of whatever's bothering you. 
but you don't really have to pay that much attention uh, because my voice is going to carry up in, in, in tonight if you, if you listen in between my sentences. Uh, breaking just outside of my window is the great, one of the Great Lakes uh, crashing against the rocks on the shore, the rocky shore. Is the uh, Great Lakes because I'm I'm here, and I'm on a little uh, vacation, but not a vacation from helping you fall asleep. That's not not my job. It's my calling. It's my pastime. It's something I you know. I said, geez, I got a few I got a few minutes here. It's 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 the deep dark night here too. So I thought it would fire off the old uh, podcast by three thousand. So that's what I'm here. I'm here to help you fall asleep. You know, I'm in vacation mode, so my uh, my unformatted or unformed metaphors are even less form 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 formed. But basically, all I want to do is help you fall. So I want to take your mind off whatever's keeping you up. I want to make you smile, and I want to let you know, you know, you're not, you're not alone. So you know, I'm here. There's a lot of other people up there tossing and turning at night. And I don't know. I'm on vacation. I'm doing. I'm doing my best, even though I'm on vacation. And uh, you know, I really want to help you fall asleep. I yearn. I desire to help you fall asleep. I'm glad you're here. And you know, let's get on with the show. All right. So here we are. We're we're at episode ten of Metastasis and Breaking Bad. We've got uh, one of the Great Lakes, Lake Ontario, in the background. Uh, though by the time you hear this, I'll have returned to my normal, uh, normal life. So I probably be experiencing that old post-vacation blues. But wh- you know, why speculate? You know, that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of mind I say. No, no wonder I'm up tossing and turning. But uh, as episode ten, it starts out with uh, digging in the dirt. And I said, was that a Peter Gabriel song? Was that, I remember Peter Gabriel, I think I talk about that Wally theme song every once in a while. And maybe that's what got Peter Gabriel, the Wally gig was digging in the dirt, but I think it was a different song. And, and, but then at the Oscars, John Legend did a version of it that was killer too. But this is it, and then they say, someone says, Poco Mas. And I'm going to combine the red red pen run through and the uh, regular run, run through. Uh, and then someone said, "Ahi no mas," and they're hiding like uh, something that belonged to Tuco out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Walt and Jose Miguel they start walking, they're walking some more. They say, "Sarah, Sarah, Cape, wait a day, are day o dare." Con el palito, lots of walking, lots of walking. And then they're waiting on the side of a road, you know, playing a hitchhike. Jose Miguel's playing with a stick. Walt doesn't seem to like it. I think that's when he says, Sarah Cape Puede, they are, they go there, con palito. Maybe palito stick. And they say, pare, pare, at some point. And then Jose, he says, no, Yave, con esa pinta sura, no le van a parar. Walt catches a ride in a banana, a truck with some workers, and there's a, uh, what is it called, unripened bananas. So Jose and Walt have split up. 
Sumer Sagas said, and then we're at a, some sort of Walmart-type store. A woman finds a checkerboat, a, a man's checkerboat, a lone checkerboat. Every checkerboat dealer's nightmare, a lone checkerboat, or, you know, or every checkerboat enemy, sworn enemies of the checkerboats. But anyway, it's a Walmart-type store, but it's in Columbia. A lot of soda in this store. And then we see a buck naked, a Walter Blanco. And we see some Blanco on him and say, oh boy. And his bare bottom. Uh, Walt's pretty hairless, I noted, and the red pen runs through and the red pen. said, Jesus, guy's got no hair on him. But I said, uh, and I, I, I honestly don't know the question, just like some other things. I said, uh, just now, I, I didn't think before this to say, huh, I wonder if that's from, you don't just lose the hair on your head, do you lose all hair? And I, I'm not being, I'm not, I'm not working a line here. Um, but I guess that would make sense. Uh, but even though I've, I've covered a hair before, it really is a mystery that, you know, body hair and head hair are so similar, but they seem to be run, like, I think one's run by the endocrine system and one's run by that other one with the, uh, the, the what do you call them, uh, the lymph system, but don't quote me on that. Body hair, body hair seems very lymphy, if you ask me. Uh, but there's also things said like pues no mucho, sigan, uh, sigan, borahi, then the titles run. Uh, then Walt's in the hospital, he's looking at a painting, a man, uh, Old man of the in the sea style to me that's what I said in my brain, but it's of a man paddling away, a woman holding a child, waving goodbye, and you say to yourself, "Is this man coming or is this man going?" And we hear stuff outside. May required us claro que si, uh, mejor creo, pa pasaco. Uh, Lola Sarah or something. L O A L A C E R R A. They get said twice. Probably not spelled that way, but you know. Uh, but Walt listening into CLO. She's talking. Uh, she's talking to someone at the hospital. Uh, donde fue eso? Y ya sabe algo más? As she comes in, she sees so relieved. Walt's so relieved. They're both crying. Walter Jr. comes in. He's, you know, a little nervous. I, being in a hospital in high school, or, you know, especially before you was 16, stressful. Uh, donde fue desayuno? Uh, no, no, no sabes. Walt's acting all, uh, all... Something. Oh, like, what? Okay, like, what happened to me? And Walter Jr. seems to tell him. He says, when, what, when, where? And Walt Jr. fills him in on something. Well, I think it was a red pen run through, I realized. Maybe this was about uh, uh, Hank or Henry's, Henry and uh, Tuco. But, you know, Tuco, I don't think Tuco's name got said yet. And then we have Cielo and Maria talking on the phone about what happened. 
No ace, uh, necessidad, all up, ways. Uh, she looks very doubtful. They're still talking about pot and marijuana. Ways, no say sabes. And then we get a shot of her where Maria, she's in Henry's office. Uh, Gomez offers some coffee to her. Disparar. Parar. Disparar. Uh, we see Henry's in an interview. He's still in the same shirt from last episode. That same, uh, uh, sure, they said, well, that one's okay. Uh, but he's a 10, there's he, an older guy and then a younger guy. And one of the guys is taking notes. The older guy's watching real attempt intently coming in and out of focus. Asuntos Benales. Uh, Henry's talking about why he was there, about Jose Miguel Rojas. The old guy's like, what? Okay. Uh, Rinden. La Pista la Tolise, T-O-L-I-S, that got said twice, Tolise, Rinden, I said that right. Puerbras, Puerbras, P-R-U-E-B-A-S is what I put, Profugo, Cizas, K, Jose's with Moro, oh, Mono, 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 Mono. Uh, watching watching his house from outside. There's a lot of uh, police activity. I wrote down a license plate number, FFV333, you know, just in case. Uh, Nome Yoda, uh, Fane, A-F-A-N-E. Just crawling with cops. Mono is all pumped up. That's not going to be helpful at all. And then the cops go, you know, they move on to the next thing. And then Jose Mono go in. They start to clean out the lab. Doble. Doble. Coma mierda. Vanya Guevon. Or Guevon. Mitlamina. And Mono goes after the barrel. He kind of makes uh, love to the barrel. You know, fake. Uh, bang, uh, bango, uh, boy, adar. Uh, Mono talks instead of Jose, helping Jose do anything. And then Jose's like, he gets really, come on, man. I, I thought you were my friend. And then they, uh, load up the RV. Uh, tow truck driver shows up. He, he's like, yeah. And then he asks for double. It seems like Mono looks all nervous. Ends up, I think it's his uncle. At first I thought it was his buddy. Jose and Mono, they try to bag him into it, but he wanted, He says, give me all your money, uh, Menos uh, Primo. Uh, Jose and Mono talk about, you know, how to get a hold of him later. I think I'm like, what? And then we're back at the hospital. There's a long shot of Walt Jr. thinking in the hall by himself, which I said, oh, wow, that's a lot of thinking Walt Jr.'s doing. And then we have Walt with the doctor. He's like, what's the last thing you remember? What? And then it seemed like Walt got good news about his cancer. And then they go back and forth with the doctor because he seems like he must have sit well to stay there. Maniando, Acuervo, Miedo, Tomato, Tonto. And then we have a SWAT team. Jose's hiding out. He's very jittery. Uh, como un pase hace guerrilla. The uh, SWAT team comes in. They say, hey, Jose, buddy, you're coming in with us. Henry and Gomez are outside. 
Ah, segrero, segrero, uh, pasito, uh, outside. Henry's very pleased. I think he even says, uh, Jose Miguel, I presume, or Jose Miguel Rojas. And then they're in the interview room. Uh, una cosa, rumba, Jose plays table drums. Henry doesn't like that one bit. He says, uh, tampoco, papitas y croissant, guevanadas. Uh, Henry has his blue, lucky blue diamond shirt on with light blue, dark blue, and maroon. Uh, Gomez is just rocking a plain fleece vest. Yoraba, esa mierda, maletin. And they really grill uh, Jose, who tries to explain he's innocent. Like, let me out. Uh, Miracle football, hagale, mujer. Uh, Char, nos vaya, iba, orino. They talk about his cell, it's in the car. And Jose Miguel's like, great, you found my phone. Then Henry gets all intense. Enferma, Garfio, Mierme. Uh, somewhere in here, Henry pulls out all the money they said they found in his car. They said, where's this Blata from? And Jose Miguel's like, well, it's not mine. I'd love to have it, though. And then Henry, you know, gets all up in Jose Miguel's face, just like Tuco would. Questions get real loud. It seemed like Gomez started playing a little good cop. They just talk about mama's, his mamacita, and Henry gives him something to think about, I think, with the mamacita thing. And then the next scene we have is with Wendy and Henry and Gomez, and she's like, seems like she's in a withdrawal. She's cold, she's itchy, she's pale, and she's kind of even spacing out a little bit. Henry tries to get her to focus. I noticed that the fake teeth she had, or the stains on her teeth, were really, the like, they were really bad. The fake, you know, they were bad at being bad fake teeth. They were, like, the worst fake, fake teeth I've ever seen. Uh, but we can't all be perfect, you know. And I see somebody said, well, that's what her, really her teeth look like. And I say, well, that's too bad. Uh, but then some music starts playing. It was like a ZZ Top Lagrange-style song. And it seems like she agreed to something about Jose, and then she gets freaked out or she doesn't feel good. And that kind of ends the interview. And then in the hall, uh, Hank and Gomez, Gomez tells him something, but Henry seems to like, he's like, I'm doubling down on this, buddy. And then we're back to the painting with the mother, child, and the man in the boat, uh, Sam, you know, rowing away or rowing, oh, looks like he's rowing away, I'll be honest, like waving goodbye. And then a younger doctor is talking, a younger doctor is talking to Walter. Younger doctor, doctor, I don't know, I don't know why I mispronounced that. Uh, something like, ha tenido imagines o pensamentos. And I see, well, it says, you know, you know, bro, I'm good. And so I said, okay, is this a therapist? 
And there's a lot of facial close-ups, like full-screen close-ups of their faces. Uh, okay, no se puede sacar de la cabeza. Uh, serious talk, it seemed like. Walt stands, Walt's walking around talking. Faltar al respeto. He's very expressive, and then they agree to something, and Walt demeanor changes. Uh, Etisa tuve huyo. And then finally, the camera pulls in as Walt's making some kind of point. Ferrado, she stay. And then we go cut to Henry. He's in. He's bugging Jose Miguel. Conoce Planeta Saturno. Oh, that's after he rolls in with uh, none other than Hector Salamanca, the old, old one bell. And they give him kind of a quiz. Suyo Medio. Uh, Hector's fingers shaking over the bell as they ask him stuff. Cagarse Wele. And I'm like, was this the dude at your house or what? And he shakes, but he does not answer. He does not answer the police. And Henry and Gomez are really grilling him. They're really trying to pin it on Jesse. He turns and looks at them, and then he says, you know, this interview's over. He says it in uh, body language, not a spoken word. And then Henry and Gomez seem like they're working the case, I put. I don't know what that means, but they're not in agreement. They're going back and forth. Uh, Colchon, Palato, Sotano. Then we have Walt with a yellow legal pad, or no, yellow notepad, not a legal pad, in the hospital. And Jose Miguel calls Kahamenor. It's from a payphone, and they're talking about some kind of plan. And they talk about the bus. Where's the bus? And Walt tells them, we're not done cooking. And then he goes through his pad, he starts running all his numbers, and he's running the numbers, he remembers something that was at his house, that deadbolt and all the money. And then he sneaks into his house, he sneaks upstairs, goes in the bathroom, gets the deadbolt, gets the cash, hides it in the fireplace flume, the chimney. And I would say, no wonder this Walter Blanco could not keep a, a major chemistry job if he was ever if they said well gc we need we need you to hide some stuff to keep your job here because he's not they say okay you, you took it out of the toilet and you know just randomly placed in a bathroom cabinet and then you put it in the fireplace in some place with that's at high altitude and is a you know normally you know Seasonably cold, I would say. Uh, but whatever, he does that. And then Cielo comes down for a snack, and Walt Jr. comes down to check on his mom. And they have this little family moment. Walt's listening in, and he's thinking as he's listening. Then he rolls out. He sees his missing Walter Blanco sign. Uh, there's a good music now, right, right now. So you would think it was the end of the episode. It's a grand finale. No se cuando. Uh, not like that. Very beautiful song. And then Walt's back in the hospital. Then we have another long shot of Walt looking at the painting, you know, contemplating it. I mean, I don't got to explain it to you. You know, very thematic for the episode. And then we have Henry looking at the tape from that robbery. And then he has the blue azul. And then another bath, bath, batch of math. I thought it was the... 
Poison Batch, but I think it was from Crazy Eights Batch. And he's talking with Gomez, Matodo, Lohizo. And then Henry, he's rocking another another shirt, or a sweet red dress shirt, a diamond-like pattern. Despois, La Boral, Aspere. And then him and Gomez are about to go out for a beer. Gasto, Cabine, Sopresa. Oh, yeah, Sopresa, surprise. It's a surprise party for Henry. And they have a cake and a gift. Benga, Egal, and Fuermo Mental. And it's in a blue box with blue box with blue wrapping. It's Tuco's grill that says Tuco on it, uh, sealed in some sort of plastic. Uh, what do they call that stuff? Not latex, but uh, uh, clear plastic stuff. And it's a cool cake. It's got a picture of Henry with uh, two six shooters and a cowboy hat. And there's gold teeth on the cake. Even Dijo Susto. And then we have Walt and Walt Jr. checking out of the hospital. There's balloons. Henry rolls in. Uh, Tratando. Walt Jr. tries to brag on Henry's big uh, catch. Sonrisa. And Henry wants to know how Walt is. That's what kind of guy Henry is. But then Henry starts making jokes. Como Motoraro. He shows off Tuco's grill. He's cracking up Valeve Passando. He does a little comedy material about having no front teeth, like some kind of joke. And then Cielo, uh, K. Raro, did I say that? No, K. Raro, yeah. And then they get home, and Cielo, Walter, Walt Jr., and you can tell Cielo's exhausted and fed up and... And she's kind of cold to Walt. He's got this guilty look. Uh, then we have a shot of Cielo rubbing lotion and thinking. And then Walt puts on, oh, the Heisenberg hat. And he takes off, he says, geez, he's trying to break the awkwardness with comedy. Uh, but he gets uh, naked again. He makes some kind of joke and then he gets in bed. And Cielo's like, what's up with that uh, second cell phone, Walt? And she's nervous. She, even before she asked, she was, like, picking her hands, you know, like someone that doesn't want to talk about it or they don't want to know the answer. Uh, or in Cielo's case, you know, she doesn't want Walt to play dumb, which he does. And then she doesn't buy what he's selling, so she's like, no bedtime kiss for you. She turns away from him. And then there's great music. And Esto Comenzo, I think the episode ends right there. So that's the end of uh, Metastasis Run Through 1 and 2, regular and red pen this week. All right, guys, I mean, we're going to do the Breaking Bad Run Through. I just want to take a second to see if you can hear what I just I can hear, because I just took a few quiet minutes. And it's like not only, hopefully I can, I just got into town here. Uh, to stay with my mom, and so hopefully I'll get some time to record some stuff inside and outside. But right now, you can hear the waves crashing and bugs, or I can hear it uh, when I don't have these headphones on. So I'm gonna just give you a couple minutes, a couple seconds of sound here. 
so I just got a full recharge from just listening to that. Uh, but Breaking Bad opens with digging uh, and hiding stuff in the desert. Big sky, big, big uh, uh, New Mexico sky. Walt and, Wa- and Jesse are doing a lot of walking. It looks like I saw Jesse look like he was limping a little bit. There's some nice mountains in back. Uh, lots of different shots. Lots of overhead shots from above. Wide shots. Here's a shot of Walt coughing and stopping. There's eerie music. Uh, there's handwritten. I can't read. Maybe tried coming, please. And then Jesse says, uh, bold plan, Mr. White. Yeah, you sure it's the way to go? And then a truck shows up while it gets in uh, with two dudes. And then we have this one, this next scene, the setup for it, just wonderful, so transportive. It's the high-low market. It has a sign in neon. I mean, just, you know, pause on the high-low market. Not all the neon sign works. The automatic door is stuck because there's a shoe in there. And there's a worker, she's in one of those red over, you know, supermarket smock shirts. There's some 70s style, oh no, 50, I don't know, that kind of go-go type music uh, playing. And even the sound design, this show must have been a joy to sound design because there's there's scanner sounds, there's a supermarket noise. Uh, carts. There's like that blue and white uh, square linoleum on the ground. It's a narrow aisle. There's a lot of generic soda, and then there's a naked Walter White uh, standing there. And then we cut to the next is a painting. And in this painting, in the U.S. version, is a woman with two kids and a dog. And the man's rowing out to what seems to be a boat or a ship, and they say, or rowing in, but you say, well, he's rowing out. And we hear Skylar talking to a doctor. And she comes in Walt, with Walt Jr. Walt and Skylar kind of weep. Skylar's definitely worried. How do you feel? Uh, Walt Jr. talks about Hank's... Uh, uh, big news with the Hank. And then we have uh, Marie and Skylar on the phone. And they're talking, it's like, they have no idea what caused it, but they're going to run tests. And she's like, well, what's the worst case scenario? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. And then, like, Marie, she's like, which supermarket? Is it like a big one, a chain? Don't get me wrong. I think it's great he's back, but he was naked, naked, naked in a supermarket. It wasn't Whole Foods, was it? And Skylar's like, don't worry about it, Marie. How's Hank? And she's like, you know, they took him away, you know, for an interview or something. I just love that. Uh, Naked, naked, and naked in a supermarket? Whole Foods? And another nice line is she says, well, how, 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 how is he? How is he really? And she says, Hank, he's indestructible. You know that. And then we have Hank talking to two other uh, cops. And he says, you know, I identify myself. I said, you know, I'm a cop. And it was Salamanca. 
And we, you know, I said, hey, let's let's put you on a farm. And then he said, no. And then I said, yes. And they said, what are you doing there? And he's like, Salamaca's presence wasn't something I anticipated. I was tending to another matter, an unrelated family matter. And then the big boss is like, you're sort of looking for your brother-in-law who was missing. He's like, yeah, now he's found now. A bit of a misunderstanding. But we were worried. And he said the car there was from this kid Pinkman that uh, knew him. And he goes, that's how I ran. And they said, well, geez, what are the odds? And they said, and what about this Pinkman? What was he doing here? And he said, Hank's like, we're working on it. And then we have Jesse and Badger. And Badger finds everything hilarious. He's like, man, those cops are like Jehovah's Witnesses. They don't give up. And he's like, why don't they just go in there? He's like, Jesse's like, they need probable cause. And Badger's like, well, what did you do? And he's like, well, I'm an outlaw. And then he's, and then the cops leave. He's like, let's do this. And, and Badger's like, you're Willy Wonka of mess, man. Uh, take me down your chocolatey river of mess. And I guess it's when they're in the basement. He's like, where do you keep this pseudo? And Badger's going to go, come on, blah, blah. And Jesse's like, he's, come on, it, man. I'm in a serious situation here. Pull it together, Badger. And then they load everything in the RV, and Badger's cousin wants a thousand bucks. And he's like, I thought it was going to be 500. And he said, what, what? And he goes, it's not the miles, it's the cargo. And then I think the guy's name was Clovis, Uncle Clovis, Badger's Uncle Clovis. And he's like, he's a stand-up guy. He's like, the guy's like, are you a stand-up guy? And Jesse's like, yeah, I'll get you the 100 500. He's like, your, your words, your bond? He's like, oh, yeah. And then Badger, after the cousin leaves, like, I vouch for you, man. Uh, you owe me. And then we're at the hospital. Walter's talking to a doctor. He's like, hey, well, what's the last thing you remember? He's like, fleeting images, waltzing down a road or a highway, feeling fear. Uh, and I said, oh, that sounds like a load of... And then the cancer doctor's like, well, the MRIs were good. No metastasis. And then Walt and Scott are like, what about all this kiss? Everything you have Walt taking, you know, couldn't that have been what caused it? Walt's like, oh, yeah, let's find a scapegoat here real quick. Good idea, uh, Skyler. And they're like, well, geez, we can't figure it out. Uh, let's do a psychiatric uh, evaluation. And the other doctor's like, uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And he goes, uh, we've got to make sure this doesn't, you know, occur. And then we have the DEA, and they're at the Crossroads Motel. Jesse's waiting for him. He's like, take your last hit. He's smoking cigarettes, waiting for the bus. There's water dripping, and he gets busted. And then uh, Hank says, Jesse Pinkman, I presume. And then we have the scene with Jesse doing the finger drumming. Hank grabs his hands. And Hank was like, you've been in the, you were partying in the hotel room for, he goes, for three days straight? And, uh, and, you know, what about Tuco? And Jesse's like, what do you, what do you mean? And then he tries to trap Jesse. He's like, well, you must have got hungry. And Jesse's like, maybe. He goes, you, where, you order takeout? Well, where'd you order from then? And uh, just like, no, no, we got uh, Funyuns and Hot Pockets from the vending machine. 
And he's like, you didn't know your car was gone? And he goes, no, not until you guys busted in on me. And he's like, well, why didn't you answer your cell phone? He goes, it was in my car. He goes, really? He goes, we found your phone. We found your car, but we didn't find your phone. And Jesse's like, you found my car? Awesome. DEA rocks. And then Hank's like, well, did you leave anything else in the car? And at some point, Jesse looks down, and I said, oh, was that a bad move? And then he's like, like, this $67,000? He's like, that's not mine. He's like, hey, Gomi, this isn't his. And he goes, hey, I thought it was. He's like, yeah, well, I wish it was mine, but it's not. And then he says, well, we'll use it for a softball team and a van. And, you know, that's it for Tuco. But if I lost this money, I'd be pretty upset. And he's trying to, he gets in Jesse's face. He wants to know who the boss is. And he tells Jesse he's not buying what Jesse's selling. And he says, I think you know who Tuco was, and I think you were there because uh, your car was there. And he goes, I think you know the badass who was there dealing with Tuco. Hank's ice cold. Then they go talk to Wendy, but that doesn't go anywhere, you know. You know, she wants to have a root beer, and she's like, uh, Walt, really, really not nice to her. And I say, you know, come on, you know, figure out, uh, you know, did, didn't Jesse leave the room for a little while to get some food or something? And then uh, Wendy's like, wait a second, I know you. You were the one in that truck with the kid, you, you know. You wanted me to, you know, you said he was a football player. And Hank's like, what, what? He goes, let's stay on topic. And she goes, yeah, you know, let's stay on topic. Me and Jesse were in the room the whole time. And that's all I'm saying. And then Gomez says to Hank, he's like, what was that, you pervert? And he's like, it's a long story, Gomi. And he says, well, you know, Gomez is like, all right, well, we got to let Pinkman go. And Hank's like, I, I you know, no, I want to go after him one more time. And then it, we have Walt looking at the painting again. He looks lost. But then a doctor, definitely a therapist guy, looks exactly like a therapist would look. He, start, he says, this is the start of an ongoing process here, Walt. And they have this discussion about, uh, he goes, are you like Walter Walter? And Walt's like, well, how long? He's like, yeah, it's hard to say. Weeks, days, months, years. It might, you know, years, a lot of years. In my... And he says, Doc, I'm fine. And he goes, I could just do, could drop in. He goes, no, no, no. Yeah, this is, you know, this is serious business. Just because you feel fine doesn't do anything. And then Walt changes tactics. He says, what, what's this? We got confidentiality. And he's like pretty much total confidentiality beyond anything I've ever heard of. But he's like, yeah, pretty much. And Walt's like, well, I made everything up, you know. I'm under a lot of stress here. And this is amazing acting because Walt, you know, uh, Brian, Brian, uh, Brian Cranston's acting as Walt acting. And it's like, man, it's amazing. Because Walt's like, you know, there wasn't a fugue state, you know. I couldn't spend, I had to get out of my house. So I left, and I made up the whole story. You know, I left town, and then I, you know, I got nervous and came back. He's like, well, why would you know, the shrink's like, why would you do it? And he's like, why wouldn't I? You know, cancer, baby on the way, unexpected baby. You know, son with a lot of medical challenges. And I'm a high school teacher. And he's like, uh, you know, why wouldn't I run? 
I put just crazy enough to work. Uh, I don't know if Walt said that. Maybe I said that. And then we have Hank with the uncle, uh, Tuco, uh, Tuco's uncle. And he's like, Gomi, you do the honors. And they're like, yeah, you speak English. And they're like, yeah, but yes is a bell, no is no bell. And they're like, what planet are we on? What day is it? And the whole time he's staring right at Jesse. And he's like, was this guy here with Tuco? Come on, granddad, help us out. And he's like, no, I'm not helping you out. And then, you know, he says, you know, this interview's over. And then Hank's all mad, and Gomez is like, Hank, don't worry about it. And he, Hank's like, I don't buy that kid's story, man. And then we have this scene, really, where uh, we scene with Jesse, where he has to call his dad, he tries to call his dad for a ride, and he's giving him a, a BS about it. He's like, hey, Dad, uh, yeah, I've been doing those job interviews. Things are looking pretty good. Uh, do you think you could give me a ride? And his dad, you know, he gets a no, and it's so sad. And I think it's a bonding with this character moment, or at least it was for me, where, you know, despite Jesse's uh, uh, goofy hard edge or whatever, you say, geez, man, I really feel for this kid. And then and Wendy's like, well, let's just go to the Waffle House. And she, he's like, sounds good, Wendy. And we have a time lapse of the uh, day to night. And we have Walt staring at something. I think it was a painting or the ceiling, but it would make sense that it was a painting. The phone rings. He looks around, and Jesse's on the pay phone calling him. Very green lit. Jesse's talking about how he's got no money, bills to pay. But Walt only cares about Walt at this point. He says, are you ready to cook or what? And Walt's all fired up. Jesse hangs up, or one of them hangs up. Walt does his rain man math, adding his money up. And he's like, okay, how much cash do we have on hand? And he's like, oh, no, the cash on hand. So he runs home, he hides his money. He coughs, the light goes on. He bumps into the crib, sets off the mobile, mobile, mobile. And Skylar's up for some snacks and cornflake. And then Walt's at the bus stop, great music plays. And there's some cool shots on the bus. It was the name of the song was Waiting Around uh, to Die by the Good Tanyas. I even wrote I, I did the old, had my phone look it up while I was playing. And then we're back at the hospital. The picture's there. Uh, or something pictive, I put. I think picture looks there, turns his head. Uh, then we have Hank watching the video from the break-in. He, Hank's like, uh, yeah, Gomez's like, why are you watching this again? He's like, yeah, he's like, there's something here. He goes, the two stooges, you know, this is the purest mess we've ever seen at the lab. He goes, somehow, some way, it's all connected. A simple ex- explanation, only I'm not seeing it, and it's making my head hurt. Uh, geez, I feel, you know, you start to really feel bad for Hank. And then he said, but even Gomez says, well, that's good because you, you don't want your ugly melon working too hard. He goes, let's go get some beers. At some point, Hank even taps Tuco's pitcher. And he's like, it's 11 in the morning. He's like, I'm buying. He's like, oh, you're buying. Let's do it. And then 
It's a surprise. Hank's cake was not as good as Henry's. It was it was nice, but it was more of a supermarket done. And he gets and also gets a present in a blue box, but no wrapping paper. It's the teeth, but they're not revealed yet. And then we're at the hospital with Walt and Walt Jr. Walt Jr.'s like, Dad, you got to drink this apple juice. And uh, uh, Hank shows up. He's like, hey, better late than never. And he's like, what happened? And uh, Walt says it was an isolated episode of uh, global, global transient amnesia. And Hank's like, well, I'm glad you have a best. You scared us. And he's like, sorry about everything, Hank. And he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, they're treating me like I'm Elliot Ness at work. You know, they bake me a chocolate cake and uh, you ought to disappear more often. Just kidding. That Walt's really acting here. And then Henry's like, look what they gave me. And he does the teeth reveal. And at first the teeth are lined up with Walter's face the way they shot. And he gives this grimace. And then he looks away and he's staring at Hank. And while well, Hank's like, you know, what is it? This is the grill the gentleman I have sent to live on a puppy farm, run around, with, uh, run around with all those puppies, you know. It's a grill. It goes over the front teeth like a fashion statement. You know, people, you know, certain people are attracted to shiny things. But just watching Walt watch Hank and then uh, they get home. And Skylar has that, you know, tired, worn down by life and the pregnancy. She's just like, oh, this is, is very awkward. And Walt's like, it's good to be home or it's good to have you home, something like that. I can't tell you how good it feels to be home. And then Walt's in the bedroom. He does that naked joke. Uh, I'm going to go out to 7-Eleven and uh, pick up some big gulp and Slim Jims. And it's just a, a floppy joke, uh, you know, to break the tension. And then you even get the sense Walt's like, uh, hey, baby. And then Walt gives him that. He's like, this isn't going to ever happen again. I'm I'm here. It's me. We're going to be okay. And Scott's like, you, do you have a second cell phone? And he's like, what? No, no. And she's like, are you sure? He goes, you were all upset like something bad happened. And then your cell phone rang, but that cell phone doesn't exist. Well, still, he's like, well, that's strange. Uh, I don't remember that. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I don't have a second cell phone, though. I'm sure of that. And then Skylar, he goes to kiss her, and she turns away, shuts out the light. And for just a minute, Walt kind of sits up, and he almost looks like he's unsure what to do. And then I think he settles into bed, and the episode ends. So that's our Breaking Bad run-through there, folks. All right, it's uh, language learning time here. Uh... Uh, he, there, uh, no mas, no more. Yeah, this was a, is this really already? Yeah. Yeah, I was already there. Yeah. Uh, pare, pare, that was not, uh, accessible. Uh, but I'm, you know, since I'm in a different setup here, maybe I can look that up more easily. Uh, Sumer say that didn't get looked up. Uh, Sarah Cape Puede Dejar De Yoder Con El Palito. Will you can stop with the stick? And then the Yoder means 
And that was something about the condom. So, will you can stop with the stick? Makes sense. Uh, almost a tongue twister in there. Surely you could stop with the stick, silly. Surely. Well, something. Uh, this one's good, though. Pues no mucho. Uh, because not much. Pues no mucho. Uh, no llave con esa uh, piñata. Uh, suya no le van o parar. Yave, so bro, not looking like that, not going his or stop. Uh, so that, you know, that doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, sigan, sigan por ahí. Uh, continue to remain out there. Sigan, sigan por ahí. Continue to remain out there. But here's something else I, I, I hear a lot from, or in my days from between uh, kindergarten, so whatever age you start kindergarten, what, five to the current age, I hear this a lot from adults when they say, uh, major, mejor, creo, uh, you better believe, man, mejor, creo, uh, you better believe you're in big trouble, uh, you better believe I could sue you. Uh, you better believe you'll hear from my lawyer. Uh, you better believe you're getting suspended. You better believe that suspension will be in school and not out of school. Uh, you better believe that, you know, you'll be writing the whole time. Uh, me requerdas. I think I probably spelled that wrong, cause it didn't, but I think it means I require. Uh, claro que si. That's one we should know by now. But I just tested myself to see if I could look it up. Of course, I, I tested myself by looking up the answer. Uh, this is another one uh, authority figures say to me. Passado, last. This is going to be the last time I say that. Passado. It's too bad they don't have a, instead of a spelling bee, if I could be in a discipline bee. Say, hey, could you use that in a sense, sentence? Or maybe they would say that to the discipline, discipline E B. Like, a, is that what you're, if you're, a, okay, uh. They'd say last. Can you use that in a sentence? This is the last time I'm going to tell you. Okay, we, you know, four four points. It would be like a spelling bee meets the, um, like, floor routine of uh, gymnastics uh, or something. Because they'd say, well, there's a little more room for judgment. And, and with discipline ease, there's always room for judgment. That's what authorities figures say. Oh, there's always more room for judgment. And, and the authority figures, I can hear them coming. They're saying, this Posado, that's the last time you're going to joke about authority figures. And I would say, my friends, uh, Lola La Sierra is a word I don't even have an answer to. But yeah, think about it. Or would it, would I have, would my life have... They said, well, you, we, we don't need you in the spelling bee, or, you know, I would come in last, second to last uh, in spelling just because that's not my strong suit. And, you know, but uh, if there was a discipline EB, I'd be up, I mean, I'd be in, you know, they'd say I'd be going to Washington for sure. And it's funny that Scripps, I think they were the ones that sponsored the spelling bee, they just bought mid-roll a big... Uh, a uh, podcast advertising sales company, and they say, you just think about all those ironies. I would be the king of disciplinees and podcasting. 
because they'd say, well, geez, he was the uh, greatest discipline B member we've ever had. I mean, do you remember all the uses for Better Believe he came up with, all the examples? He was up there for hours. The other kids, they started weeping. And, they, you know, they said, you better believe, you know, one kid, a normal kid, you know, this scooter, a normal kid would say, you better believe, don't, you better, you know, don't put that in your mouth. Scooter would say, you better believe you shouldn't chew up every McDonald's eraser that comes in a Happy Meal. And then try to pass it off as, you know, say it gave you a stomachache when it didn't, so you don't have to go to school the next day. And then develop a eraser-chewing habit. And then try to kick your eraser-chewing habit by, you know, Plato-eating habit. You better believe that's a bad road to go down. And they'd say discipline B over, or discipline E B. Now, discipline B, I'd, I'd just break out, you know, I'd become a new discipline E by going to the discipline B for the rebellion that I would, you know, be forced to do just out of my own, you know, intuition. Anyway, we better get back to this list. Uh, someone that, that doesn't know I'm kidding, which I'm not, unfortunately, they might say, uh, donde fue eso? Where, where was that discipline, A.B.? I want to look that up on microfilm. Well, all the microfilm was destroyed from those days. And that's how scripts, you know, conquer the world with its spelling bee. And they ruined my dreams of going to Washington for being a disciplinee bee. Uh, e sabe algo más? And you know something more? Yeah, about the disciplinee, uh, conspiracy. I'm a disciplinee bee, conspiracy. That almost rhymes, uh, conspiracist. Uh, desayudo, that did not translate. Uh, no oy, oy neces, necessad, uh, not to, not necessary today, not today, Marie. Ali, ala pues, beyond it. Ali, ala pues, uh, pues no sabes, thus you know, you, you not know, thus you not know. Uh, disparar. Uh, shoot, go ahead and tell me, Disparar. Oh, here's a good one. Refuerzo, reinforcement. Uh, asuntos penales, criminal matters. Uh, rinden, surrender. That's what everybody does at a discipline EB with me. They rinden. They say, we surrender. You are the worst. When that teacher said, uh, don't bother, he's the worst child, she was telling the truth. Rinden, we surrender. And I would say to them, La Pista, what was the clue? What was your first clue? La Pista. And they would say, the clue was that look in your eyes, that empty, empty look in your eye. And I would say, well, P-R-U-E-B-A-S. Prubas, Prebas, testing. You know, we still got to do this discipline EB. The testing must go on. Uh, no me yoda, you know what that means. It means don't mess with me, but in stronger terms. Uh, afane, A-F-A-N-E, afane, especially eager. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, you're especially eager, afane. I've been accused of that many a time. They say, say, well, 
uh, Tolise, I couldn't find that. Uh, coma mierda, that means eat something gross. So that's actually a good one, uh, you know, for if you're in an argument. Uh, Vanya Gwaven Pod, I don't know, that did not translate. Double, double. Boy, I dar, I'll, I'll give. That's another thing uh, the discipliners always say before they really come down on you. You know, that's when you cross them. They say it's their last chance, but they say, hey, I'll, I'll give you some free advice, kid. I got, I got, if I had a, a penny for every, you know, I'd be, I wouldn't need to be begging Musky to be my best friend because I'd be so rich. I'll give you some free advice. Let me give you some free advice. You know, no me, no me Yoda. If they would have just said that, I'd say, well, I'm going to. Uh, you know, you've given the wrong, wrong you, you should. You, I, I wish they had a shirt that said, don't give me, you know, no Mayota, I guess that kind of says it, don't give me advice. It only result in, a, you know, me acting, acting out. I don't know why. So let's just move on here in Spanish. Uh, bingo, I, I come. Manejando, uh, manejando. Mama loves manejando, do 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 do. Mama loves manejando, do 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 do. I translate by, I translate slow. Da 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 Manejando means driving, like your singing is driving me crazy. Acuerdo, we're in agreement, you know, but it's my brain. It just does what it wants to. Acuerdo. Miedo, I fear. Uh, I fear. This is like a discipline EB training. You know, this is like, he said, well, I'm not learning Spanish, uh, but maybe, you know, uh, instead of uh, children's discipline EB, I can take down the Scripps Corporation. With him, you know, my my compete. Well, this man's trying to complete with the compete with a spelling bee. Okay, is he a threat? You know, is it another spelling bee? Well funded spelling bee, with real cute kids. You know, we need we want to you know represent the uh, the country and the world. But yeah, he it's just for bad kids, naughty kids, you know, disciplinees, and they would laugh. They say, well, that's no threat to us. And I'd say, well, you should miedo me, me. Uh, tomando, because that doesn't uh, come up either. Mama loves tomando. And me hando. Tanto, so. Como un pase, as a pass. Aseg ulera, as a pass. Oh, no, secure it. Uh, Segularo, I, I secure it, I think. Uh, pasito, small step, that's a good one, small step. That's how this podcast gets done, all honesty, and my, the road uh, to, uh, you know, discipline EB fame is one pasito at a time, one small step at a time. You know, the only way we're going to take down that spelling bee in the president, probably won't get it done during President Obama. Uh, President Obama's uh, tenure, maybe not, maybe we should just get a former president anyway. And by the time we do, you know, President Obama would be like 70, 80, we could get him, maybe, because I, I think him and I would get along. I can see us hanging. 
And I know this is the wrong time for an aside, but I don't know if I told you guys I always have a dream of the president while they're in office. And, you know, ever since uh, there hasn't been that many presidents since I've been alive. Uh, well, I've been dreaming as an adult, but I haven't had one with Obama yet. I mean, that we've hang- hung. But I've had one with uh, both former Bush, President Bushes and President Clinton. Al Gore was in the Clinton dream. Uh, so we'll see. And, and I probably can't share the dreams, that we, uh, but, but not tonight, but one day I will. Okay, uh, Rumba uh, doesn't Tampoco neither. Tampoco neither. I like that one, Tampoco. A little bit of nothing. I wonder if that's what it is, a bit of nothing. Uh, papitas y croissant, chips and, you know, croissant, chips and a, a pastry. Uh, Guevon Nodas. Now, this is something a lot of people would say to me, you bird brain, did you just try to come up with a discipline B? Yes, I did, sir. Guevon Nodas. Guevon Nodas. Uh, Yoraba, did you do that? I swore, I swore to uphold, uh, you know, no loyalty to other disciplines, you know, to only misbehave when asked to behave. I swore no to misbehave. Uh, Asum, Yerda, that, S-H-I-T. Malayton, briefcase, uh, micro football. I think it just means our little soccer team. Hagale, no. Muher, woman. Achar, Achar throw, nos baya we go, Iba wood, Orino no, Enferma sick, uh, Garfio hook, Mierme, Mierme, watch me. You know, you don't think I can start a, a spelling bee for kids that can't behave, that doesn't have to do with spelling or behaving? Mierme. And, and someone smart would say, soul. Tarlo, release it. You got a movie of you doing any discipline? No, just this boring uh, diatribe here mixed with vocabulary words, which is already released. Soul Tarlo. Uh, hi, ten ido, imagines o pensamientos. He has had imagines or thoughts. Uh, and this continues, que no se puede secar de la cabeza. You cannot get out of your head. Have you ever any thoughts or imagined things you couldn't get out of your head? All the time. Uh, here's one that didn't get interpreted, but it still came out good. Uh, I think Sandra Bullock's next movie is called this. It's Faltar al Recepto, R-E-S-P-T-O, Miss Recepto, Etica, Ethics. Tuve, I had. Huyo, I run. Huyo, huyo, so far away. I could not get away. Uh, Ferrado, snow. She stay, joke. Yep, that's all they think of my plans, is a big she stay. Canose, uh, known, it is known, they would used to say about me in the Kulisi. It is known. I irritate the Khaleesi. It is known. Planeta, planet, Saturno, Saturn, Suyo, yours. Miedo, fear, cagarse, shit. 
Kwele smells. Oh, boy. I guess some of these words are actually connected. Uh, Colchon, no, didn't, didn't, didn't translate. Palato, bear, like Walt's bear ass, Palato. Uh, Sotano, basement. Uh, Caja Menor, petty cash, that's what uh, Jose Miguel needed, some Caja Menor. Uh, Metodo, method. Lohizo, he did. Uh, displace after, laborel. Labor, aspere, weight, gasto, spending. I'm spending a lot of money with this discipline, EB. Well, how much money? Well, none, just time, really. Well, how much time? Well, just recently, like tonight, I came up with the idea. So, okay. Hey, Camine, I think it'll go for a walk. Camine. Uh, sopre- sopesa weighs. It weighs on me not winning the uh, national discipline, EB. Uh, Benga, we'll come over and I'll, uh, you know, you know, give you some, you know, I don't know what I can do for you, but uh, it'll always be a gal the same. Well, the guy would say this, enfermo mental, which I can't believe is, you know, mentally ill, enfermo mental, that guy with the discipline he be is. And I would say, well, tengo ganas, I want what I want, tengo ganas, tengo ganas. I want what I want, and I want to, uh, whatever run was in for me. Balacera de Hecho, indeed, shooting, indeed. We're going to shoot a imaginary movie about this discipline, EB. Uh, Dio, he said, was that, there's a song that starts, uh, Dio, Dio, Dio. She said, no, I don't know. Susto, fright. That song just gave me a fright, Susto. Well, uh, Trantando. I'm trying. Mama loves Trantando. Mama loves Trantando. I sing high. I sing low. Boom, boom, I sing left to and fro, but mama loves Trantando. Hey, can you, can I get a sonrisa out of you, a smile, a sonrisa? You know, just a little sonrisa, if that didn't make you sonrisa like the woman. You guys heard that story, it was in two napcasts, or I mean one end of an episode and then a napcast. I, I was in uh, Florida. In the supermarket, that song came on. Mama loves mambo. Mama, 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 papa loves mambo. And I was in a good mood, rare good mood. Uh, you know, I, this was when I was in Florida, helping my helping my family out. And now here I am again, spending time with my family. But I was in a good mood. I was in a supermarket. I was dancing to that song. And I was dancing down one of the aisles and doing spins. And there was a woman there uh, with one of those, uh, uh, what are those called, mobile accessibility vehicle or whatever they're called, personal mobility vehicle. And uh, I gave, I, I spun around her. I did not touch her because I knew that wouldn't be. But I did a dance like I circled her while spinning to the song. 
And then I went on my way and she goes, but she said this in a wry, silly voice. Otherwise it would have been trouble. She said, there's no dancing in this store. And I said, that's where you're wrong, my dear. So, you know, I love my, I don't even know what the mambo is. I think it was a, it's something Cuban, a Cuban dance, I'm assuming. Anyway, let's move on. Um, but that was Trentando, my version of the mambo, which involves is a supermarket mambo. The Trentando, because I'm trying to mambo. And, oh yeah, because I was doing it for your sonrisa from you. Or an old woman in a supermarket. I'll take a sonrisa. Coma moda. As fashion allows. Coma moda. You know, as is fashionable. Uh, raro, though. Raro that, uh, Normally it's like, there's no dancing in this store. Like that. Whereas a different stressor and a different face, like glare. No wryness in that one. There's no dancing in this store. So, you know, raro, but, uh, what can I say? Valele. Not, you know, way, well, well, way returns. And whenever you listen to this podcast, this is the last one, probably the phrase and the word of the week, because I forgot to look for those because I was so busy being, you'd say, well, the K Raro, that's weird. That was about the weirdest language learning I've heard. And I could say, thank you for listening. Uh, this was an article, or actually more of a blurb from the Hollywood Reporter reporting on the deal. Uh, it was written in uh, October 2nd, 2013 by Scott Roxborough. Uh, and here we go. Meet Walter Blanco, Breaking Bad gets Spanish language version. Uh, as Vince Gilligan's creation ends with record U.S. ratings, Sony TV prepares a Colombian version, no RV this time. Uh, meet Walter Blanco. He's a flawed lead character, Metastasis, a new Colombian series from Sony Pictures with a bold premise. It's about a chemistry teacher becomes a mess cook, Breaking Bad in Spanish. As fans of, uh, U.S. fans of Vince Gilligan's Emmy-winning drama and her post-finale withdrawal, Sony and Colombian producer Telset are hoping to hook Latin American audiences on the story of Walter, Jose, and Cielo, and brother-in-law Henry Navarro. Uh, Breaking Bad is a fantastic series that wasn't seen widely in Latin America because cables didn't have full penetration in the region, said Angelica Guerra. Uh, Sony Pictures Television Senior VP and Managing Director of Production for Latin America and the U.S. Hispanic market. But there is a universality or something to the stories and characters we recognize could work well. Uh, and this is, this is interesting. Although Sony is sold Breaking Bad into 170 territories worldwide, the nature of the material with drug use and, and bad stuff happening has made the original show a little-seen niche property in most countries. 
And in the UK, it was dropped after the second season, but revived on Netflix. Uh, Metastasis uh, promises to be more mainstream for Spanish speakers. It comes accustomed to crime, Telenova's El Cartel and La Saga. Uh, SPT has sold the first season of Metastasis to all major Spanish-speaking markets in Latin America and to Unimas in the U.S., uh, Sony insists no other foreign language versions are in the works, but the company is in an adaptation. But the company is an adaptation specialist, having done local English, having done local lingo takes on "Everybody Loves Raymond" for Russia, and "Married with Children" in a dozen countries. Uh, Gara assure. Uh, Gara assures Breaking Bad devotees the producers have consulted with Gilligan and his team and that metastasis will be true to its twisted source material, but a few minor details have been tweaked. Motorhomes are not popular in Colombia, she says, so audiences will see Walter and Jose cooking up their first several batches of meth in an old, barely drivable school bus. So that's from The Hollywood Reporter uh, from almost two years ago, so that's cool. Uh, I want to read a couple articles here about... uh, Breaking Bad and Metastasis that I dug up. This one is from uh, CNN, and it's from uh, August 26, 2014. It's by Jane Caffrey, where Breaking Bad is just getting started. I'm mostly going to be quoting from the article since it's news. 16 Emmy Awards. Uh, That's how many cast and crew of Breaking Bad hauled in after five seasons. Uh, The series ended its run in September 2013. Uh, but as creator Vince Gilligan, Brian Cranston, Anna Gunn, and Aaron Paul laid uh, Breaking Bad to rest, Elsewhere in the World Series is just getting started. In September of 2014, Latin America will get its own Spanish-language version of Breaking Bad called Metastasis. Uh, presence is the, presence is the, the premise is the same. Uh, but it's set in Bogota, Colombia, which we know. Uh, instead of watching the ev- uh, evolution of Walter White, will follow Walter Blanco, played by Diego Trujillo. Uh, Walter Blanco is married to Cielo, and his partner is Jose Miguel Rojas, uh, which we all know. The series debuted in the States on Spanish-language channel Unimas in June and also made its way to Mexico, but in Colombian bad, not many people know about Breaking Bad. Trio explained in an interview, uh, there's not a cable com- culture here. People watch open television on the basic channels they have. So Metastasis is going to be a great surprise. Well, adapt- this is this is the interesting, this is the part I found interesting. Uh, while adapting shows to another language is commonplace, Trio... Uh, previously worked on Latin American versions of Grey's Anatomy and Desperate Housewives. The U.S. turned Colombian series Betty La Fea turned into Ugly Betty, but uh, Trio said producing Metastasis was no easy task. Now, you won't believe this next fact. The cast had to film the entirety of the entire series of Breaking Bad, shot for shot in six months. They didn't know how the story was going to end because they were shooting it before the final series of Breaking Bad. Despite those cha- challenges, and I agree, the story doesn't get lost in translation. 
Uh, the themes it touches are very universal, Urbina says. That's Jose Miguel, I think. Uh, to me, the show is a moral question about how far you would go while exploring a complex character like Walter. Uh, one of Walter's scenes that strikes a chord with Ryu takes place at the end of the series, so we won't talk about that. Uh, that's what Walter and his character and all the characters are, Trio said. Every scene is full of contradiction, full of humanity. Uh, while Trio and Urbino are influenced by Cranston and Paul's portrayals of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, they have made an effort to break away from the original and make their characters in the show their own. When you start working with a different language, different director, different cast, and our own traditions, at the end you really do have your own version, Trio said. Uh, characters come alive by themselves. You forget very soon what you saw and the reference you have of, of the other actor. When Urbina, when Urbina began filming, he was too attached to Paul's portrayal of Jesse with the memories of Breaking Bad ingrained in his mind. Uh, yet making a conscious effort to start from scratch, he reimagined Jose Miguel Rojas. Uh, this is interesting. I think the biggest difference between Jesse and Jose is they're both insecure people, but Jesse's character shows more through aggression, while Jose, I tried to make him a little more vulnerable. I think you're able to relate more to him and feel what he is feeling. He's not afraid of showing sadness and emotion. And this has been a little bit of paraphrasing in here. Uh, the other factors that distinguish metastasis from Breaking Bad... Uh, the setting in Bogota is more urban, big city, as opposed to Arab, Albuquerque's suburban landscape. Uh, the city also lacks deserts or border immigration issues that are prevalent in Albuquerque. Uh, with its high elevation, Bogota is cold year-round, so that's why there is no pool. Uh, the RV is replaced by a school bus, which we've seen. Although they're sharing similar material, there's no competition for the actors. Quite the opposite. Uh, Urbina and Trio were rooting for Breaking Bad at the Emmys. Uh, Cranston's performance is wonderful. He deserves all the awards and the rest of the class. Trio said they're at great actors, and they did a great, great job. So far, Urbina and Trio haven't been doing too badly themselves. Vince Gilligan, they say, admires metastasis. Uh, I've gotten this amazing response from people all over Mexico and the States, Urbina said. There was this one guy in Mexico who wrote to me, and it was very touching because he identified with the character. He went down on drugs, lost his girlfriend, and he was reaching out, not to help but to connect and to grieve. So I think it's touched people in a positive, powerful way. There's only more to come as the much-anticipated season finale ends in Unimas, airs on Unimas in mid-September. And Metastasis comes to Latin American audiences with Fox Live on September 1st. Uh, the story is well adapted to our conditions here, Trio said. If people are going to believe it, believe the people. It's an amazing story, and I'm sure it's going to be well received. So just a little bit about from CNN, 